Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. I, I, I would love to know if, if anyone's ever done the study of uh, the length of time of an average um, service business, entertainment business, in the Indianapolis area. They had the beer uh, on tap. Uh, I think it was 100 uh, beers on tap. Everything else. They had spent serious money in the rebuild right there uh, on, on that main corner. And they state that it's been their pleasure to share great craft beer and made-from-scratch food with the Broad Ripple community. If it was great, you would keep doing it. So what is the issue? As reported by Mickey Shuey in the Indianapolis Business Journal, quote, several businesses in Broad Ripple have expressed frustration in recent months about the glut of road construction taking place there, with many saying the work has done significant damage to their revenue. Huh. Okay. Is there anything we should be discussing about what has happened? About whether or not, when we take a look at projects that may indeed need to be done, whether they're done in a way that takes into account people's livelihoods. I just, I just curious as to whether or not this is something that matters. This will become a conversation about the blue line that we'll have coming up in a little bit. Meanwhile, good news, the NFL Combine will be in Indianapolis through 2025. Very happy to see this. So the Combine has become, well, a, a monster event. The Combine used to be, all right, it was just the Combine. and People were trying out for coaches and, and that's it. Now it's it's a show. And in true NFL fashion, they want to make it a show. How much money can they get out of this thing? It's the NFL, you know, the, the shield is, is, is about the dollars. So just like they take the draft on the road, maybe that's what they want to do with the combine. They want to bring it everywhere. The problem is the draft can be created anywhere because it is this one real day, one time thing. It has mobility. The combine is still about the combine. It's still about testing out these players. It's still about the data that coaches and administrators and others get. It's got to be an easy process because they're actually doing the work. And no place makes it easier than Indianapolis. You can bring it to Los Angeles. You can bring it to New York. You can bring it to Dallas. Oh, look at the big city. Oh, look, we're in Chicago. They can't do it when it comes to the actual thing. 
Oh, they're bigger press cities? Great. They can't do it when it comes from how do I get from my hotel to the field? Oh, in downtown Indianapolis, if I can't find an Uber, I can walk? Okay, I'll walk. Let, let, let us not forget that this city is so beautifully set up for conventions for these events. And it cannot be duplicated on the road. Indy does have an advantage. We simply do do it better. Now, is that enough to convince the NFL? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, have, I have no clue. I would say no. I think they'll try. But I like how the Visit Indy guys and I like how um, these groups are work to try and keep it here. It does bring an economic impact. It does uh, put the city on, on a map. It is good for us. And the NFL just has to realize that when it comes to the combine, Indy's the right place for them. Because it is about these athletes showing themselves to these potential employers. Not so much about the show. I don't know if they're going to listen to me or not. I just, I have not spoken to Roger Godell in, um, what time is it? Oh, ever. Ever. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Merrick Garland said this with a straight face. He's the Attorney General of the United States of America. Tony Katz, not yet the Attorney General, but that's okay. Uh, I'm looking for a much, uh, much bigger job. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Find everything at TonyKatz.com if you would. Uh, become a supporter over there. Would love to have you. Chat room is open. Is the chat room open? The chat room is open right there. This was a question that was asked to Merrick Garland on CNN about these uh, trials and Trump and the election subversion case, of course. Hey, look what he did here. Look what he did there. My gosh, this terrible guy. If you don't like him, you don't vote for him. You don't charge him with non-crimes. One man's take. But I want you to hear Merrick Garland in his own words, because there's a problem. What we have to do is show by the acts that we take that we're following the law, that we're following the facts. The um, um, prosecutions that you're talking about were brought last year, um, and the uh, special prosecutor has uh, said from the beginning uh, that he thinks uh, public interest requires a speedy uh, trial, which I agree with. You agree with that? I do. And uh, the matter is now in the hands of the uh, trial judges to determine when the uh, trials will take place. What does it matter if some prosecutor wants a speedy trial? I think it's um, Andrew McCarthy who has been uh, discussing this uh, and, and I think doing some excellent work about it. The whole idea of a right to a speedy trial. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused, this is the Sixth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. It's important that we note these things. 
In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy trial and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law, and to be informed of the nature and the cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. Let's go back to the beginning. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial. This is the Attorney General of the United States. From the beginning, uh, that he thinks uh, public interest requires a speedy uh, trial, which I agree with. Who gives a good holy damn what the prosecution wants? They are not the ones who are guaranteed the right to a speedy trial. If Trump wants to delay it and utilize uh, the law to delay it, he's well within his rights, and the prosecution doesn't like it, they can suck it. (laughs) Have we lost our heads? This is about not letting the accused languish in a jail somewhere. This is about limiting the abuse of the state. The defense can engage a defense, and that might mean stretching things out, which I understand from Trump because all of this is political. All of this is election interference that Merrick Garland is totally fine with. He was a terrible guy when they thought about putting him on the Supreme Court. All the praises in the world to Mitch McConnell. Cocaine Mitch kept him off the court. And as Attorney General, Merrick Garland is as low as you thought he was. And please, Lord, changing parties uh, in in the next election and let the next Attorney General rip out from the root everything this guy has done. You gotta be firing members of the DOJ by the thousands, it would seem to me. Because the leadership actually believes that the prosecution gets the speedy trial. Now, if the lawyers would like to disagree with me, 317-239-9393, I'm listening. I'm all ears. I'm just reading the Constitution of the United States. I don't argue that a prosecution can't try and get things going. I don't argue that the prosecution may try maneuvers to get things started. I'm saying, here's the Sixth Amendment, and we have an attorney general who doesn't seem to be in favor of it. But as for who this new president will be, who this new party in charge will be, wouldn't that be nice if I got my way? I don't always get my way. There was a statement made by Donald Trump Jr. (sighs) It requires our attention. It's the popcorn moment. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's the story you need to hear to believe, then grab your popcorn, because there is more sponsorships now available. Uh, I have never met Donald Trump Jr., never once. And it's not that if I was talking to the guy, I wouldn't like the guy. It's that I don't think anything of the guy. I, 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 I don't mind him defending his father. I don't mind him doing uh, a speech. It's that 
I, I'm I'm not listening to him as some level of leader. Never have. And I, when he he came out with a book a couple years back when his when his when uh, his father was president, um, and I said, why is he writing a book? His job is to help other people, voices in the movement, thinkers, help them reach the fore. Nobody needs a book from Donald Trump Jr. He can write the book. I can't stop him. You can buy the book. I couldn't stop you. I just, I wish his focus was in a better place. But I don't understand this idea of Donald Trump Jr. as thought leader. I, I don't. He, but he, he's got a base. He's got a following. Okay. And that's why I come to this. He's on Newsmax being interviewed, which I, I could see. And he's talking about the possibilities of vice president if his father's elected. I would do whatever I could to make sure it wasn't Nikki Haley. But, uh, you know, it, but like Ron DeSantis, could I see? You're never going to rule out someone that is, you know, a leading contender. It doesn't mean that's who you go with. I could see other people. That would be great. I'd love to see, you know, a J.D. Vance. I'd love to see a Tucker Carlson. I'd love to see, you know, people who are just principally uh, you know, in alignment as well as like aggressive. I, you, you actually need a fighter. The Republicans in Washington, D.C. are weak. You can have the House, the Senate, and they'll still roll over. It doesn't Don, matter. is your dad serious uh, about Tucker Carlson? Are those rumors serious? I would imagine. You know, listen, that's clearly it would be on the table, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're very friendly. I think they agree on virtually all of these things. They certainly agree on stopping the never-ending wars. Uh, and so, you know, I, I would love to see that happen. And, you know, that, that would certainly be a contest. Okay. Uh, there is chatter everywhere. But it's all just chatter. The chatter about J.D. Vance, a senator from Ohio, that's legit chatter. The chatter about Elise Stefanik, the representative from New York, that is legit chatter. The chatter about Tucker Carlson. Um, I, I, I have not, through any of my sources, heard anything that makes me think that's legit chatter. Nor would I think that I would have the sources that would know. So just a bit of clarity there. Does Tucker Carlson want it? Well, there are two arguments to be made. Now we got to figure out which one would be more more possible. Tucker Carlson is going to be done with the non-compete regarding Fox. He's building out this channel. He's utilizing X as the platform. He's going to make so much money it is obscene. And he is seen as a thought leader amongst many on the political right. He can lead the conversation from the outside and politicos will follow. That's some power, kitten. That's some power. Why would you give that up? for less power being vice president. Let me go to the other side of the coin just for the, for the sake of doing it. He comes from money. He has money. He doesn't need the money. You serve as vice president for four years. You go back to this gig. You're young enough. You'll just pick up where you left off. And you've got four years of being vice president under your belt. Everything's possible. But I want to put down my marker. I don't see it. And I think it's just something that gets said for TV and isn't reality when it comes to Tucker Carlson. That's my take. Oh, also, uh, Tucker's a nice dude. I don't want him as vice president. I'll get into that right now, Matt. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The fight against the blue line is on. The Senate Appropriations Committee voting 7 to 5 advancing a bill as reported by Peter Blanchard in the IBJ, the Indianapolis Business Journal. It would prohibit Indigo from using dedicated lanes for the Blue Line project. So this is Senate Bill 52 filed by Senator Aaron Freeman, Republican. Um... This is getting fair amounts of support and pushback in equal measure. Of course, the blue line is a companion to the red line. The red line doesn't work. Indigo can try and tout it from now until the end of time. It doesn't work. We said it wouldn't work. Not because we're naysayers, but because we had Albuquerque to look at. Because we knew that BYD, Build Your Dreams, a bus company that makes electric buses out of China, by the way, that's who we supported here in Indianapolis. They can't make a bus that can handle the cold. That's right. The cold weather of Indianapolis? No. The cold weather of Albuquerque. It couldn't handle Albuquerque. It couldn't keep a charge. Well, then we were going to put additional charging stations right under the buses so they would be a wireless charge. Super cool technology. Didn't work, so now we use diesel. But what we did was we disrupted traffic. We disrupted traffic everywhere. We took away lines, uh, lanes for cars, which, of course, is about this idea of traffic calming As Indigo has admitted through their spokesperson, the objective is to get cars off the road. This is all green nonsense and not a solution. A bus is a 20th century solution for a 21st century problem, which is about how people engage transportation. The owner of Black Sheep Gifts on East Washington Street in Irvington. Quote, we feel like Indigo has really come in and not done their due diligence. They've not answered a lot of questions, a business owner's questions. We just feel that this lane coming through in what is the most narrow corridor of our city is not going to be anything in the long run that is going to be positive for our community. Business owners are concerned. Some business owners are like, this is important because it's going to slow down traffic because it's very hard to be a pedestrian. We've seen people get killed. You need to reduce the lane of traffic. That's the plan. You need to have this nonsense bus line. This is necessary to what? Stop the cars. The opposite side is admitting that the plan is to stop cars. But if you stop cars, you stop the possibilities for these businesses to grow. The fight is on, and I am overjoyed to see it. That the conversations we've been having for years 
on this subject have gotten other people to stand up and engage and be better at even engaging than we have. Good on them. This is excellent. There is no need for the blue line. There's no need for the purple line. These things don't work. People speeding down a road, I think, is something that we can address without a multi-million dollar boondoggle that's going to destroy business and livelihoods because a couple of people have some radical green ideology. Not interested in their ideology running this city. It's bad enough that they already are entrenched in so many places. Keep fighting the good fight. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. I will get into what is going on in the social medias. And how uh, the left is going after a pizzeria for being opposed to the blue line. And I don't even know what they said, but it's it on social media, on the X, going after uh, an east side pizzeria and then angry with me for wanting to support them. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Oh, we're going to have such a good day, guys. Who wants pizza? Oh, it's going down. They get so angry. They get so angry that we are not so angry. I think that is the part that just leaves them befuddled and perplexed and lost. They get angry that we are not. Drives them nuts. But allow me to share a story that I think uh, requires some sharing, which is the interview I did with Representative Cherish Pryor regarding this vote on a definition of anti-Semitism. That's right, I just took a screenshot of this ridiculous, ridiculous post on X. You heard it there. Oh, very often people delete things, and and, uh, then they claim I said something I didn't say, so I've learned that I have to protect myself in these ways. This vote on this... Um, piece of legislation to define anti-Semitism in the state of Indiana. It passed. It did pass. But the conversation I had with uh, Democrat, uh, Representative Cherish Pryor, bothered a bunch of people. I heard it on social media. I heard it uh, via, via text that she seemed to not be willing to engage in a conversation of the legislation. The legislation puts forth a definition of anti-Semitism. And she said that she was opposed to it. This was in an article from Kurt Darling in the WIBC newsroom because it made educators feel that they couldn't have a conversation about Israel without being called anti-Semitic. The legislation being clear uh, that it's not about discussing Israel. It's discussing wanting to attack, harm, hurt, degrade Jews. I... To the chagrin of the Indianapolis uh, J- uh, Jewish Relations uh, Council, um, um, the the uh, the Jewish Community Relations Council, and others who reached out to me, bothered that I was opposed to the legislation. I'm opposed to it in the same way I'm opposed to hate crimes legislation and others. I I, I don't think these things are necessary. 
And I don't know if I want my state government getting involved. I have real issues there. The counter argument is the argument I made as a counter, because I always do this. Words have meaning, and if words are not defined, well, then how do we know what it is we're dealing with? And maybe the definition is necessary. Uh, clearly, uh, the, the, the Jew hate across Indiana on our college campuses is gross and obscene. The legislation passed, but as, as people heard in this conversation I had with Cherish Pryor, she had changed her conversation from the article written by Kurt Darling about not being able to criticize Israel or criticize those who have human rights abuses, which I asked her about point blank. You're saying that Israel has human rights abuses. Uh, can you name other countries outside of Israel and the United States, which she named in my interview, that engage in human rights abuses? You can catch the full interview at WIBC.com. It got changed to, well, we should have legislation that protects everyone, that talks about discrimination against everyone. I didn't get to ask her, so you favor all lives matter instead of black lives matter. Why couldn't it be just about Jews in this case? Why couldn't it be just about anti-Semitism in this case? Why not? And it, it's, it, there's, no, there's no answer that was given. The vote that took place... I believe was 81 to zero. I believe that was the number. But as I was told, there are people who walked out before the vote took place. Democrats who walked out before the vote took place. I would like to know if this is true and which Democrats. I am searching for, and producer Carl, I should have asked you to do this already. I need a roll call of the vote on this legislation regarding a definition of anti-Semitism in the House in Indiana. You see, if you disagree with a piece of legislation, say so. Say so. You walked out? You didn't vote on it? Why didn't you vote on it? To not vote on it is to, in, in my view is to say this isn't important. See, if it was important, you could say, I disagree with the legislation like this. I would rather it look like that or I'd rather look something else. Or I don't think we should have this kind of legislation at all, which is what I'm saying. And I'm the Jewish guy, if that matters to anybody. To not vote, it wasn't worth your time. You didn't want to be on the record with a no. You don't care or it's cowardice or you're cool with the anti-Semitism. These questions need some answering. I'm going to get into it. Don't you worry.